Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This episode of the Love Food Podcast is brought to you by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body. Through powerful tools such as mindfulness, stress reduction techniques, and mindful movement, you'll learn to eat, move, feel, and live in the moment. Visit www.fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by award-winning dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita, and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 47 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and food peace promoter. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And are you someone who has really, really hard to stop fighting your body and worked really hard to not always be on a diet or coming off a diet, binging and then restricting, that you've you worked really hard to kind of calm things down and to start to get more comfortable in the skin you're in, yet you have a roadblock. The family of origin that basically taught you a little bit or maybe all of these food rules and ways to hate your body still is not on board. I have a feeling there are many of you listening who have families who still kind of look down on fat bodies, maybe even give you that look when you get the second helping of food um, or giving you kind of direct or indirect comments on things you can be doing differently to change your body. I appreciate these are really, really tough experiences, especially with family members that for whatever reason you have to still be around or maybe you still want to be around, and this is just the one thing that they keep doing. How do you deal with the constant kind of fat talk or fat phobia or food talk or food police in your family? How do you keep yourself from constantly comparing yourself to your family's bodies who maybe, you know, are weight suppressing themselves or constantly dieting so they're smaller and that kind of just reminded you of your old way of thinking. How do you kind of how do you get out of that pattern? How do you really set yourself free? Well, I have a letter today that explores these questions and I take a stab at finding some solutions. Before we get to the letter though, I would love to get some more letters from you. I know there are many more complicated relationships with food out there that I haven't heard about yet. And, you know, I'm recording this in the end of November, and I have a feeling as January 1st 
gets closer, there's going to be more and more talk about dieting and body hate. And I know that this is a time where we all need to stick together and continue to move forward in our ways of relating to food that are more centered on food peace and you know, putting down the weapons and no longer fighting your body. How are you experiencing this time, this transition to National Dieting Month? You know, how is this complicating your relationship with food? I would love to know. So send your Dear Food letters to me at lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. So let's go ahead and hear this episode's letter. Dear Food, it has been a long, rocky road, hasn't it? Since I was very young, my family warned me about you. They taught me to fear you. They taught me that if I got too close to you, you would hurt me by making my body unattractive and unhealthy. That left me feeling afraid to let you in and ashamed when I craved you. Now, an adult, and a mom in my 30s, I see how everything I was taught was so wrong. I see that you are not the enemy and that it's okay to enjoy our relationship. In my home, you are a welcome guest. However, my family of origin has not made peace with you. Most of them have figured out a way to control you, either through counting or exercising too much or keeping their distance from you generally. They see it as being strong and virtuous. They obsessively discuss their bodies and their food choices, and I can tell, although they can't, that their need to control you takes up a lot of room in their minds and lives. As a result of their obsessions, most of their bodies look very different from mine. And while they don't say it outright, I know they see my heavier body as a failure. They see me enjoying parts of you that they avoid, and it makes me feel insecure. They casually suggest exercising together, but I know what they really mean. We have come such a long way together, food, but I'm sorry to admit that when I spend time with them, I find myself jealous of their smaller bodies and questioning our relationship again. I can't cut them out of my life, and although I've made it clear that their open opinions are not welcome, Their judgment seems to seep in anyway. What can I do to preserve our truce and my determination to learn to respect my body? Sincerely, daring to recover. Before we explore this episode's letter, a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Green Mountain at Fox Run, the pioneering women's retreat to help you find peace with food, fitness, and your body in Ludlow, Vermont. For over 40 years, Green Mountain has developed sustainable, non-diet strategies for women who struggle with weight, emotional, and binge eating, and feelings of food addiction. Last year, Green Mountain opened its Women's Center for Binge and Emotional Eating, the only clinical program in the nation dedicated solely to women suffering with binge eating disorder and emotional eating. Ready to set yourself free from dieting and restrictions, untruths, and fads? Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. And here's a special event to help you start 2017 mindfully for overall health, happiness, and well-being. Green Mountain at Fox Run is hosting a special meditative retreat from January 4th to 7th called Mindfulness for Women Who Struggle with Food and Body, a Meditative Retreat. 
designed to help you reduce stress, eat well, and move joyfully. Visit fitwoman.com forward slash love food for more information. Thank you for your letter, Daring to Recover. Your letter is very important and you're doing really good work. And from reading your letter, I'm reminded of something that I think about often as I um, do this podcast and as I work with folks. You know, we all are working to heal our relationship with food to be in a world that hasn't healed its own relationship with food yet. So as you work forward and you make amends and you feel more comfortable in your own skin, you'll notice that you will feel like a salmon swimming against stream. And that's a really tough pill to uh, to swallow, especially if you are just like this letter writer and you are in a family that has not embraced their own skin. And, you know, there's a whole group of professionals who are family therapists who acknowledge how tough this is, not just for body image and eating concerns, but for any kind of changes that a person makes within their family. You know, going against family dynamics is exhausting because the dynamics have been set to go in a certain motion and to move forward in a certain way. And when you try to go against that, you will feel that pressure to kind of just go with the flow as you usually do. Again, I want to remind you that you're doing very good, important work, and um, this work will not be in vain. And I think what you are noticing, the comparing that you're doing, um, is a really tough trap to be in. And I think for the type of work you're doing will probably be something that you'll find that will come up with some frequency and maybe one of the toughest behaviors to work through. But I I do think you can. Um But the whole body comparison, especially since you know your family's values on food and weight, that they consider it to be a virtuous thing, um, a moral kind of um, way of living your life, you know, living in a thinner body, maybe morally more correct to them. And just because you really can understand what they're, um, how they're viewing the world, that whole comparing thing I know is going to have a lot of meaning. So when you notice yourself doing it, and and honestly, that's the first step that I would encourage you to to do if you haven't yet, is when you are in the midst of your family of origin, or you find yourself just even thinking about your family and noticing how your body shape looks different, to recognize what you're doing is that comparing. You know, and recognizing it, I feel like when we... Um, recognize any feeling or any kind of behavior that's happening, it automatically starts to diffuse it and take away its power. I feel like it breaks its back right there. And when you hear yourself comparing and you're pausing that moment to notice it, what I encourage you to do is to have some readily available ways to provide self-compassion. And I know for myself, whenever I pause and I notice a feeling, I try to let myself know that, you know, this is a normal reaction. Oh, of course that I'm going to experience this right now. And um, for me, that provides a lot of self-compassion. I don't know if that does for you, but um, I would really encourage you, you know, even when you're not in the mode of comparison to 
try to think of three or four things that you can either say or do or experience um, that does provide you more of a connection with your self-compassion. And once you're at that point, when you're you know practicing that self-compassion, I would also remind yourself that this feels horrible right now. This feels terrible or this feels unpleasant, but it's not going to last forever. You know, our feelings or experiences, whether this, this self-comparison or any emotions that we have, one thing I know to be true is that they don't last forever. So I know you can tolerate them, especially over time. I, I know that you can continue to find ways to tolerate them, especially as you find um, ways for you that promote self-compassion. And before I started recording this episode, I was researching some other um, resources for you, letter writer, to help with these kind of experiences in your family of origin. And I found an article that I'm going to link to in the show notes by Virgie Tovar. Virgie Tovar is an amazing body positive um, ally out there. And she is someone that I feel like I've learned a lot from just about the conversations on um, weight and food and families and society and politics. And she has this really great article about dealing with fat phobia within your family, within Wear Your Voice magazine. And uh, again, I'm going to put it in the show notes for you. But it's it's interesting because um, one of the things that she mentions in there, some of her tips is to remind yourself that whenever you're experiencing the fat phobia within your family and whatever emotions that come from it to remind yourself that although this is not pleasant, it will, it will not last forever. So um, she mentions that that's something that she does to help herself to get through tough times. And so um, just another thing that um, I have in common with Fergie Tovar and that I love about her. So I, w- I would encourage you to look through that article because there's some more pointers on there for you. Another thing that I would encourage you to experiment with, and you may find there's certain people that you can do this next one with and certain people that you can't, but that's okay. Um, But to come up with some kind of verbal mantra that you want to say to your family whenever you're around them, you know, if they make certain comments that further heighten that kind of pathway to comparison, you may find that there's some things you can say like, you know, I just don't really want to talk about that right now or... um, Find a way to either face it head on or to change the subject. And I'm recording this in the end of November. And um, in the last week, NPR has had this really cool kind of program. And it's really focusing on helping people to change the subject um, during the American Thanksgiving with the elections because, you know, so many people are polarized right now in the U.S. and they had this hashtag, so anyway. And I thought that would be a really great one for the body image and food conversation that tends to happen a lot during the holidays. And then, of course, during National Dieting Month, Um, January, of course, is the month where everyone is talking about their new diet. And I think we're going to need to borrow that on this podcast. Hashtag so anyway, you know, what what could you um, do to help change the conversation? And um, so that's something that I'm, I'm mulling around with in my own brain. But I would encourage you to even just play around with so anyway and have some kind of standard stock um, conversation changer that you can insert there 
And if you um, are listening and you have some great um, conversation changers that you would like to share with me and our audience, then um, I would love for you to, to send those to me in an email. My email is uh, lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear how you change conversations, especially as we get into National Dieting Month. And um, I think that'd be a cool thing for us to discuss um, on upcoming podcasts. So um, a couple other things I wanted to share with you, letter writer. I just got a chance to um, view the documentary Embrace. Um, and I, that's something that you may find helpful if you haven't seen it yet. So if you haven't seen it, Embrace is a documentary that was done by a woman in Australia who experienced this really um, amazing flood of social media attention because she she put up on her personal Facebook page a before and after picture. And it was different than the typical before and after pictures because her before picture was her in this like fitness competition where she was totally immersed in um, food rules and um, over-exercise and weighing herself and trying to be super cut and muscular. And her after, the thing that she was saying she was really proud of was a picture of her body at a more natural state, um, her body no longer weight suppressed. And of course, with that weight suppression gone, it was softer and rounder and had dimples and cellulite and it also wasn't filtered. And uh, many people found strength in that picture. I remember actually seeing it myself when it was happening and found it to instantly empower me in my kind of post-baby belly kind of experience. And um, so I would encourage you to check out her documentary because what she ends up doing is going all around the world to find out other people's experiences and then find other ways to... um, really empower ourselves to connect to health and peace and to feel okay in our own skin, which it sounds like that's what you're doing. You're, you're working toward that. And what I find for myself and for other people that I talk to is that when we have new visuals in our, our brain, it helps to counteract that kind of primal brain that we were basically fed growing up in our family of origin. So as you make sure you carefully provide new visuals. Um, It's not going to totally replace it, but it just provides another option for your brain to think about other bodies as beautiful too. And, you know, daring to recover, I think it's also important to remember that it's not necessarily your job to fix your family. And, you know, there's that saying that old dogs, new tricks, you know, it's not really going to work. So um, what if you spent your energy on keeping yourself safe without whatever boundaries you need to set for yourself? And you said that you're a mom. And what if you really find a way to break that cycle, break the, to break that negative body image um, diet cycle and to allow your family that you're raising to provide a positive, positive body image for the next generations. I love the book by Ellen Satter called Secrets to Feeding a Healthy Family. I'm, I just totally love this book. It's one of the best investments you can make as a caregiver. It has three different sections. And the first section is all about how to make sure that you have a competent relationship with food. That word competent is something that Ellen Satter uses. And Ellen Satter, in case you'd never heard of her, 
She is a dietitian and also a therapist. And she is someone who's really well known for her research in the feeding relationship and also having um, a healthy relationship with food while promoting healthy eating. And so this whole, whole first section about raising a healthy family includes ways that you can be sure that you're providing the best modeling for your your family. And um, and then it goes on to, um, you know, setting up your family to have a relationship with food that is health promoting and also, um, you know, having food available at home in a way that's going to provide um, not as much food obsession and also helping children to learn how, like, how to cook, you know, doing some basic self-care in that area. So I'm going to put all of those in the show notes for you. And letter writer, I hope this helps. You know, what you're struggling with, I feel like is a really common um, occurrence. And your letter is going to provide a lot of people some feelings of, I don't know, just camaraderie because they know that now they're not the only ones that are trying to deal with fat phobia in their family and choosing to, you know, change things for your family and for future generations. So again, what you're doing is a really, really good thing. It's really good work. Please keep us posted and take care. Dear Daring to Recover, we are glad you are no longer scared of the way we nourish you and provide pleasure. We are glad you are feeling more comfortable in your own skin and stopped fighting your body. When you are challenged directly and indirectly about this newfound truth, pause. Take a deep breath. Face the warmth of self-compassion and draw new boundaries. Allow yourself to experiment with new ways of self-care. You will be modeling for your children what it means to be true, present, and connected. This will feed them and their future generations for eternity. Love, Sue. Do you have a complicated relationship with food and want to change? I want to help. Send your dear food letter to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I hope to read about your experiences soon. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is the Love Food Series. Have you enjoyed the show, or would you like to give me feedback? I welcome your thoughts. Please give a review in iTunes and subscribe. This type of kindness helps the show continue. You can also tweet me at eatingpermitrd. Take care. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.